Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 6th. We got a special guest today, but before we get started, as always, we want to let you guys know about our podcast, Ghost Golf. They're a partner who specializes in golf accessories and clothing. Recently developing developing a magnetic towel, which will soon become your seven irons best friend and your greenside caddy. Ghost Golf is an innovative company when it comes to golf accessories. They also release their anyday golf bag and have anything from hats to golf tees for your needs. Check them out at ghostgolf.com and sign up today to receive their newsletter and be up to date on their latest releases in golf news. Well, we don't got Nolan this week. I got Reed, but we got a real special guest. So I assume if you're watching this podcast, you definitely know what the Ryder Cup is. You're definitely tuning in. Well, our guest today, he had a front row seat to it all. Xander Shoffway's caddy, Austin Kaiser. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing great. Austin, I guess we'll get right to it. Uh, dude, what a week, man. I bet you that was an experience that you'll obviously never forget. I mean, I'm sure there'll be more, more of those to come, but being that was your first, right? Yeah, that was my first one. So we missed yeah. the one in uh, Paris, so that was unfortunate. But, yeah, that was our first one. Yeah, I mean, dude, tell us about the experience. I mean, I guess not so much the golf. Like, we know you guys played well and, and everything. and But tell, like, how, what were the feels like walking onto the first tee that first day? Oh, I mean, people were saying it's going to be the best week of your life, and it was it lived up to that hype, you know. So I walked in under that tunnel to the first tee, and it was – you got chills. Like, it, I didn't think I would get, like, chills that bad. But, you know, you walk in there, and you just hear everyone screaming. And it, the fact that it was in the U.S. for my first one, it made it even more special, you know. So I'm glad – I don't want to say I'm glad I missed that uh, Paris one, but I think it, it set this one up for, for even a bigger scale. So I was, I was pretty happy. Yeah, dude, it's uh... – it's an event that I think every every caddy, every player, every person wants to be a part of, and for that to happen is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what was it like, the, the team environment? I guess Xander had a couple partners. You guys played great the whole week. Uh, team USA dominated. What was it like? And then, more importantly, what was the after party like? Uh, yeah, we, you know – on paper, I was telling every like all my close friends, I'm like, on paper, we, I mean, we're so hard to beat. We just got to just close it out, you know. And the fact we had a bunch of young guys, the team chemistry was unbelievable, you know. Like everyone was getting along, you know, the whole Brooks and Bryson thing. Like that wasn't an issue at all. And I was kind of worried going into that week, you know, it'd be kind of a a footnote, and it it never really was, you know. That the team room was was amazing. Everyone was in good spirits. So the week itself was just awesome. You know, we all ate together. Our wives were able to come up and eat with us. So it was, it was just like one big family atmosphere. Hey, Austin, I, I got to ask. You got to give me some insight. Insight on? On uh, Sorry, my, my audio cut out there. Insight on uh, Bryson and Brooks. Like what? I mean, dude, I, I, is it, it's, not, it's not what people live it out to be. And I, I, it I, isn't, that's the no. feel I get. It, it's it's definitely hyped up for this whole uh, player impact thing. Um, that's my my feel on it because I I mean before that you didn't really hear any issues until this whole player impact thing came out. Yeah. And I don't know if they got together and created this whole scheme, but um, it's working for them. I mean, they're obviously they got the match here coming up in November, and I mean 
is it good for golf? Yeah, it's probably good for golf. It, it brings, you know, light to the game, whether it's negative or positive, you know, I, you can't, it's hard for, hard to say, but it, yeah. it's bringing people to the sport. So, I mean, I guess it's, it's doing its job at that, but you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of personal stuff. I tried to get it out of Brooks when we played with him at Eastlake and he just, he didn't really have much to say about it. So <laughs> I just was like, eh, okay, I'm done. All right. On another note, how's the weather, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been definitely been one of the it's been one of the stories of the year. And I mean, and I think everyone, you know, all golf fans included, were were uh, pretty interested to see what was going to happen that week if there was going to be a boxing glove match or not. I know I was kind of hoping for it, honestly. I was on their team, and I was like, I wouldn't mind watching this right now. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah, feel I remember like they, had, so- they had a feud or something, but but with this whole match coming out, they definitely like solved their issues like a year ago, and they're like, you know, let's just keep playing it up for a year, and then we'll cash in big. A hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. So, who knows? I don't know. I don't think they even know. So, we'll just see where it takes us. Right. Yeah. I mean, I uh, just for those listening, I uh, I met Austin. Was that RBC? Correct. Yeah, I think it was Hilton Head. Hilton Head, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was staying with a couple guys, and Austin and Xander came over and whatnot quite a bit and got to know them. They were great people. If you're looking at someone for someone to root for, I couldn't uh, suggest two better people. Um, and obviously, Ogre. Ogre is uh, – oh. he's one of a kind. And for those listening yeah. that don't know who Ogre is, that's Xander's dad. And she's seen all the stories and whatnot. He is one of a kind. Love the guy. Yeah, I mean, I met you that, that day, and you brought your Xbox, and you were playing Call of Duty, and I was like, oh, this guy could be my friend <laughs> ever since then, you know? <laughs> you know, hey, I don't, man, I'm not good at Call of Duty, but, you know, I love to play it because it is addicting, but, yeah. Right, that, was a, right. that was a fun little trip. I mean, I don't think we played very well, but right. but that was that was a good little time we had. So, Austin, I, I, have, I have one question for you before we move on that I, I've always laughed at an ogre. I, I, don't know, I don't know if ogre told me or if I heard it through the grapevine or and I, you'll tell me if it's true. Did you still work for his company? Yes. I, Dude, so, that is a fucking, that's a legendary story. So that's Dude, give why us a little like, background on that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I'm out of college. I'm, well, I'm not technically out. I'm out of golf. So I had my two years at San Diego State, finished that. And uh, I'm get, finishing up my degree for criminal justice, which, um, you know, I was planning to use. I was going to be a police officer, actually, at the time. But so I'm working in his warehouse. He owns like a – it's called Anmore Products. It's like little ball markers, gloves, yeah. like golf, golf accessories. And I'm working in there. And I, I shit you not, it's 110 degrees in his warehouse. <laughs> and I'm like packing this stuff, you know, making half of it. And like I'm grinding my ass off for eight fifty an hour, you know. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. And he was my boss. Technically, I mean, uh, Xander's mom was more of my boss. She was the one more in charge. He just sat at his computer and watched golf stat and Xander scores all day. So, How long have you you known Xander? Was was it just then? Uh, Yeah, we came into San Diego State in 2012 or 13. Yeah, beginning or late late 2012. So I've known him for, what, nine years now, eight years? Right, right. So I've known him since then, and, you know, he was probably the – I was the closest to him in, in college, you know. We practiced a lot and hung out a lot. So I guess that kind of helped uh, helped with the job situation, so. Good, man. Hey, things work out for people, and, 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 you know, I mean, some people get chances and some don't. But you know what? I Your, your work ethic is admirable, and you, what you guys do on the golf course is really fun to watch. So I, I, uh, I commend you. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Back to the back to the golf. I guess you've you've had a pretty interesting year between you've had two golf events now that have probably been life changing golf events. We're playing for zero dollars, obviously in the Ryder Cup and the Olympics. How would you compare the two of them? Uh, they're two different. I mean, they're both team things. You know, you're both wearing your red, white, and blue. But the the Ryder Cup was just a different vibe. It was more of like you know a, a football team or a soccer team out there. You know, any team sport where the, the Olympics still had that, you know, I have to go out there and beat everyone, but because that's what we were there for. I mean, we were trying to win gold the whole time. We, to be honest, we weren't, we were almost not going to go. So a day before the deadline, he called me. He's like, do you think we should go? And I'm like, dude, as tough as it is to make the U.S. team, I know we're not like thinking we're ever going to be outside top four in the world, but you, you might never get this opportunity again. You never know. Like they might even get rid of golf in the Olympics again. Like this is an opportunity. We need to just, we need to go. I know I was trying to look at the bigger picture of, you know, you know, uh, with East Lake coming up and trying to win the FedEx cup. Like that's, that was our main goal, you know? So I didn't want him to be tired, uh, going into that, but you know, it worked out because the, the traction he got from winning the Olympics was, was un, un, unbelievable. Like we're walking, at, in Memphis, and people were saying, hey, thanks for your service to this country. And I look at him, and I'm like, uh, did you go to Iraq anytime soon? Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what service you did. You just played golf. He's like, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? So we were kind of joking about it quite a bit. But, yeah. I mean, people are – we're walking around Newark, New Jersey, for the, the Northern Trust, and, like, so many people came up to him. like, oh, you're that guy that won gold for us. And it, it was crazy just walking around, like, Dude, going to get dinner. The one thing I'll always say about Xander, though, is – you would if, if you didn't know that that was Xander, you would never know. Correct. Like he is very humble. Know. Yeah. I heard. I, I didn't. Didn't he say when I remember him telling me he still drove his high school cars. I don't know if that's changed since, but yeah, dude, he's like, so, that's, that's wild. I know he still drives his Camry that he leased uh, straight out of college, <laughs> and and he made a bunch of money and he still has it and he's like man i'm going to buy this bitch out $12,000 i'll pay i'll pay it in quarters i don't care like he just <laughs> he got so some, he bought got he, some work to do to pay it off uh, i know right so yeah so he still drives it and i give him crap for it every time but he does have he obviously has a couple other cars but he drives that just to you know remember his roots every now and then so right yeah, but that's i mean that's, that's what I, that's who he is that's, I mean, that's, what, that's what it comes down to so yeah yeah He's a yes, special so kid. I'm, I'm pretty glad we're, uh, we're on the same team. So, Yep, I agree. So what's in store for you guys? Uh, when's the next event you guys are going to be playing? What's the schedule looking like? So we are doing CJ Cup. I leave uh, Saturday to drive to Vegas and stay with him. Um, so we're going to do CJ Cup, and then we're going to go on the charter to the Zozo. And then we will be done till Tigers tournament in December. So we kind of got a light schedule, which is quite nice because we were kind of getting burnt out there after East Lake. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really doesn't really doesn't pick up till probably. I mean, I guess the Mercedes or I guess what, what is it now? The the Century, yeah. The Century, yeah. Sorry, uh, it switched yeah. times or whatever. I know. Uh, and then, will you guys play the waste? You guys play the waste? So we're going to go, um, as of right now, we'll go Century, Week Off, which is the Sony, and then we're actually going to play the Career Builder or whatever it is, American Express. Now. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to play that. And then Tori Springs there. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to play that because we have to fulfill since we didn't play as many events last year. So we're going to play that. 
And then we're going to try to get West, West Coast heavy, you know, because he plays so well that it's, it's, it's a good league, you know. We need that league going into that, those big ones. What's your, what's your take on – dude, and I, I've always been – in my time out there, in my time caddying and playing in, in tournaments and whatnot, uh, Bermuda is – if you grow up in Bermuda, it's so much easier to play in Bermuda. Like oh. when you, I'm talking about the Florida swing, man. And people yeah, don't realize how much different it is. Yeah, it is a huge difference. So it's something he's had to work with. Well, I mean, and honestly, he's done a good job of it because he's won on Bermuda uh, twice. So it's, it is something you got to get used to. Um, every time we go to Memphis or colonial, it's just so grainy to chip off. Yeah. Him, you know, and so many guys struggle. Um, I remember Max Homa came up to him and was like, dude, how do you chip off this? He's like, honestly, I don't. Like, look at my stats. They're terrible. I'm, that's why I'm out here chipping. So, um, you know, all the West Coast guys tend to struggle. But, you know, I think a lot, a lot of them that have moved, like you see Patrick Cantlay has moved uh, yeah. to Florida. He's, he's gotten really good at chipping off that Bermuda. So, you know, if you make the adjustment and move, it, it does definitely help. So, right. kind of leaves it up to that. So. I think you tend to see a lot of the same guys playing well in that Florida swing every year. Like, you know, they, yeah. they make a lot of their points and make, do have a lot of their high finishes on that Florida swing, whether it be the yeah. players, like there's certain guys who play well, the players every year, look at the deck you do. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, it, 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 yeah. it, it, you know, so, um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's horses for courses, but it's fun to see and kind of fun to pick apart. Yeah, for sure. You guys going to be playing the Canadian Open? I'm out here from Montreal, so uh, we're desperate. I know we aren't. We have we've never played the Canadian Open, actually, unfortunately. But uh, maybe that time terrible. will come. I know. I know. Sorry. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. But you got to come out at least one year. I know. I know. I heard some of the courses out there awesome. So I mean, that's one thing we want to. You know, he talked about playing it one year, but. You know, being before U.S. Opens is always brutal. He doesn't like to play before majors, so we'll see. We will see, but I've never been to Canada, and that's one thing I – that's, you know, one place I want to go, so hopefully we'll make it happen one day. For sure. There's, there's some good golf courses up there too, man. There's some really good yeah. tracks. Yeah. Some really good golf courses. So, yeah, yeah. Zach, what uh, – you have anything else on this week's golf tournament? Uh, no, not much. I guess we just wanted to thank you, Austin, for your time. We know you're a busy guy, you and Xander, working hard. Good luck the rest of the season. I know you probably won't need too much luck, but uh, no. go get him. Of course. Thanks for having me on. It's fun. Absolutely. Austin, thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. Yeah, sounds good. Later, guys. All right, Reed. This week, busy week, though. We got the Shriners. But before we get to it, we want to thank our newest partner, I know Nolan teased it last week at the end of the show, but Manscaped, I mean, they sent us these incredible packages, I got to say. And they sent it to Canada, which is always like a hassle for these companies. It was like a fancy box setup. And they had like, you got some Manscaped boxers, then they got Absolutely. Manscaped shirt. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm probably not going to go out in public with a Manscaped, with a Manscaped shirt that just says like, what does it say on it? Something about your balls. Like, yeah. Uh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly the phrase, but it's probably, it's something fucking hilarious. And I actually did wear it out in public. So yeah, you I will. Were, I, you wear like I, a fucking shirt out all the time. I will continue to wear a Manscaped shirt out in public. If you guys have not checked out Manscaped, 
dude, the, the Razors, I've, I've had a beard for, for a long time, since I was probably 14 years old. I've probably spent maybe two months since I was 14 without some sort of scruff or some sort of beard. Um, so I've used a lot of razors in my lifetime. They were kind of supply razors and um, all sorts of trimmers and whatnot. Beard beard supplies, um, you know, and they're they're famous for their for their uh, nutsack trimmer. You know, if you haven't uh, if you haven't trimmed your uh, nutsack in a while, you might want to hop on that. As uh, Manscape will take care of that as well. The lawnmower but, uh, 4.0. Lawnmower 4.0. We're lucky we're at the 4.0. We didn't want the original lawnmower. Exactly, exactly. 4.0 is much, probably much better. But if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Uh, go online, search up Manscaped. Dude, uh, Zach will give you some more details on the codes and whatnot we have for discounts. But uh, it's, uh, dude, it's, it's a good quality product. And, and if you haven't checked them out, check them out. They, they have put out some some um, high standard and high standard to set. Uh, once you use it, you're not going to go back. Yeah, it's as simple as this. You put in code FTVT, FTVT for the From the Back Tees podcast, 20% off whatever you purchase. You know, if you want to purchase like eight items, one each time separately, go ahead and do it. Not our problem. Not saying you should do it, but if you do, you know where you heard it from. Yeah, yeah. And if you, if anyone listening does use that nutsack trimmer, we're going to work. We're gonna call it. It's a lawnmower. We're gonna, you know, for the for the guys that are listening. It's obviously the 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 the, the jewelry trimmer. We'll call it. That's the jewelry a dangerous trimmer. game to play. You better have a lot of trust in what you're using. <laughs> hey, don't let your hands shake, Zach. After two or three beers, probably isn't a good idea. No, not a not good timing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week Shriners open TPC Summerlin. You've been there several times. Yeah, I know. So yeah. you give it's, us the uh, This golf course, man, you better be ready if you're going to win this tournament. You better be ready to go shoot six a day. And if you don't shoot five or six a day, then you better go put up a sixty-two or three at some point because scores can tend to go real low. Though I think that uh, was seven under last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing of it is, is the course isn't overly long to begin with. And then you're at in Vegas at elevation, and the ball is going to go a long way. So you're hitting. I mean, I want to say I don't remember exactly. I think I think we were playing five percent. Um, so if you take that into consideration, uh, two hundred yard, call it six iron, is going to go well two ten. Um, you know. It, 300-yard carry drivers, uh, you know, adding another 15 onto that, so it's fly 315. Everything just comes a little shorter. Um, so with the golf course already being short, they're big greens, um, usually pretty pure. It's going to be warm. If it blows out there, it could be tough, um, but generally it won't. So someone who can make a lot of birdies, and I've got a pick in mind for when we take them that uh, – He's primed and ready to makes a lot of birdies, especially when he's rolling the rock. So we'll get there when it happens. Yeah, what are your thoughts on these? Like, this is like the ultimate birdie fest. Like, I don't mind when the cut's like four under, even five under. But seeing a seven under cut becomes like a bit of a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You can go play good golf and shoot three under, three under, 
and just have a couple things not really go your way or just have a couple lip outs or maybe plug one in the face of a bunker and catch a bad break and make a double and you miss the cut by a shot. It's like, what the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. All right. You know? well, let's, let's get to the picks. I'm going to go first because last week I picked the winner again as my high end pick, Sam Burns. You, you absolutely did. I, that guy's, that guy's playing well, man. He's, he's hard to beat right now. I shouldn't say hard to beat, but he's, he's going to contend a lot right now. That guy's playing well. So I got two picks for you this week. First pick, Jason Kokrak. Guy's on the upswing. Guy could bomb it, but he also could putt. Jason Kokrak, everyone knows him as like an awful putter, but he's completely turned it around the last year or two. He's now like top half of the tour in putting, even better than that. And I think like you said, if you could just roll the rock, make some putts, birdie all the par fives you could definitely see yourself in contention yeah i mean this golf course isn't one that you can i mean you, you can get in, in trouble off the tee but you gotta fucking hit it way off line so oh yeah wait what do you got i uh i'm gonna go two young guns here for uh for a pick and a long shot i haven't even looked at odds i'm just assuming he's a long shot i guess um uh, this is a birdie fest. You need someone who who hits it really good because you're gonna have to uh, hit it close. You either that or make a bunch of putts. So one of the one or the other. Um, I like taking ball strikers on these kind of golf courses uh, just because it's um, it's something that you know if you hit it closer, obviously from eight feet on really good greens, you're gonna have a lot of success. I don't care how bad you are of a putter. If you're on the PGA tour, you're going to make a lot of birdies from 80 to 10 feet. Uh, I'm going to Will's Alatoris. I think he's going to get his maiden victory this week. Um, and I think a long shot, I like a long shot uh, here. A uh, guy coming off the corn ferry. Um, oh, he's mentioned his name a lot. Uh, and the guy can go low. Um, Garrett Sig is uh, primed for this week. Grayson Sig. Grayson Sig, sorry. I always, I always say Garrett. Grayson Sig, yes. I mean, these Corn Fairy Tour guys, I feel like just betting. I feel like I should just be betting Sig, Pendrith, and more every single week, and it's going to hit. Like, all three of those guys are PGA Tour caliber right away. All three can go low. Yeah, I mean, there's – the thing of it is, is – golf course like this you need someone like a lot of those good players are really good at shooting three or four under every day they're three under every day or they they go out and, like they're never going to shoot 75 but they're never i shouldn't say never very rarely going to shoot 70 over 75 and very rarely going to shoot under 67 those i mean those people have long careers long long careers but for events like this you got to get someone who's who can get fucking hot i mean I think you look in that in that department. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and you try to find some some people who make a lot of birdies. Yeah. So. My my long shot this week though, gonna be a guy. I mean, not too much of a long shot. Just I feel like he is a long shot to win. Brian Harmon. Yeah, I would say that's a long shot. We actually played with him uh, uh, last time we played at uh, this tournament. Um, him, we played in his group. Good dude. Really good dude. How do you look? I might want to change my pick. No, man. He was comfortable. I mean, like I said, you don't need to hit along here. You need to be a good putter. You need, you need to be a crafty player that can work it in off some of these slopes. Uh, that sounds – Brian Harmon sounds pretty good. 
So you, you've obviously played a lot of these events. How much do you notice like some guys, like you really just find they're uncomfortable and like have no chance from the get go. And some guys are like, this guy's going to do well off the first tee. You're talking like before the tournament starts or like two holes in, are you like, this guy's got a shot to go really low? Um, not really. Cause I've seen both sides happen. I mean, I've seen people start out three under through three and shoot 75. And I've seen people start out three over through three and shoot 67. Um, I mean, these guys are all good enough to do it. So, I mean, it's yeah. when you're out there working, you're out there playing, you're out there caddying and yada, yada. You, there's some rounds I would even get to the end and I'd be like, I'd have to like look at my numbers on my card that I keep and like figure out what we were like for the, for the day. Like you just don't really pay attention. Um, Cause it's just, there's no like scores. You're trying to shoot the lowest number possible, but you're doing, trying to shoot the lowest number possible in the best way you can. If that makes sense. Like not bringing in doubles and triples and whatnot. You want me to feed you with a little fun fact for this week? Love it. Here. A guy on DraftKings who's going to be very popular, who's going to be one of the cheapest golfers on DraftKings. Can you guess who it is? Very popular? He's going to be not popular as a person. Well, definitely not. <laughs> uh, High-owned on DraftKings this week. Who? Homeless Hubs. Really, is he? Because he's like the dead minimum on DraftKings and made six straight cuts. But I think that's in between Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour. Right. Right. So people love him. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we ever played. We missed the cut one year. I think we finished like 40th, I want to say, one year, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, he'll be, he'll be high owned just because. He's going to be cheap. I, I, I like him. I like his game. Um, but it's a golf course. Like I said, you got to be able to go fucking low. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get it rolling. I wonder if these guys like ever look and they're like, God damn it. Like I'm behind this guy. Like I'm cheaper than him. Right. Yeah. Who knows, man? I know. Are golfers allowed to play like fantasy sports and other sports or no? No. In fact, there's a thing that came out um, that – they're starting to crack down on like insider information bullshit and like people talking about it and yada, yada, yada. So like, if you work in the, if you work on tour, um, you're currently working on tour or whatever, like you can't give any feedback or anything now. Like at least they make you like go through like a class. Uh, it tells you all about it. And I've heard um, some, it's so, but yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to just, make sure that none of the inside like trying to keep it pretty um what's the word i'm looking for pretty ethical you know pretty pretty straightforward interesting well you got any you got any fun facts for us this week and then we got a little we got a little outside golf talk before we close things out yeah yeah i got trivia for you and i'm not i'm not gonna zach i'm not gonna have you ask the uh, number of hotel rooms this time i love it thank god All right. Uh, we're in, there in Vegas this week as we've spoken. You think about Vegas and you think about these fucking skyscrapers or massive hotels and golf courses and yada yada. But have you ever thought about what is the largest 
hotel by number of rooms? The Bellagio? I'll give you another guess. Caesar's Palace, because is it really where Caesar lived? Who knows? Well, I think you did. I think you did. I'll give you another guess, Zach. The largest hotel? The Wynn. By the number of rooms. Keep going. I don't know many Vegas hotels. Unlike you, I'm not just living it up in Vegas every weekend. Oh, shit. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> um, look, I don't even know what hotels are there. I'll give, I'll give you a clue. And for those listening, if you guys don't get this, then I'll let you look it up yourself. This is where most of the boxing and UFC fights are oh, in Vegas. Damn. MGM Grand? It's at the M- Yeah, the MGM Grand has 6,852 rooms. That's nuts. That's too many rooms. Think about how many, how many service people they have to have for like different wings of the hotel and whatnot. Or think about like the yeah. the rooms with like all like the software like computer stuff for all of the rooms and yada yada yada. Dude, it's wild. That's crazy. And some of those rooms are probably pretty massive. So, oh yeah, there's some fucking big rooms, dude. You would especially know. if you got the points, you know. Yeah, you would know. You would know. No, I, I will say last time at Caesar's Palace when we were there for the ladies match play, uh, Caesar's Palace caught me a room. And it was a junior suite, dude. And it was, it looked right over the pool in the room. It was massive. I've never stayed in that big of a room in my life. It was fucking cool. That is cool. Yeah. Always wanted to. I've never, I've been to Vegas, I guess, technically for one night when I flew to Hawaii, but never actually been able to live it up there. Oh, come on. You've never been to Vegas, dude. For one night. You always forget, though, I'm from Canada. It doesn't matter. I know. I'm going to be going there, though. The girlfriend, she's there, like, every Christmas. So maybe this Christmas. You never know. Well, we, we, I try to do a golf trip there every year. Wow. Get me Golf in. there. You better get your game good because golf there is pretty damn good. Yeah, I'll just be – I'll be, like, the personality guy. I'll be making everyone laugh. And for those of you listening, if you haven't ever been to Mesquite, Nevada or or – heard about golf courses in mesquite nevada which is about an hour out of las vegas if you ever go to las vegas and you decide you want to play golf in las vegas take your pretty little clubs take your rental car go down to mesquite nevada and play wolf creek just 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 don't even ask questions just book a tee time go play wolf creek it is one of the coolest golf courses you'll ever see in your life hands down hands yeah, down to go down they seem to have some crazy courses in vegas well, it's all like desert, mountain rock, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they have some, like, beautiful courses there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it cuts through the canyons and the valley. It's, it's like up in the north part of Scottsdale in yeah. Arizona there. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of – it's not as desert, I would say, because Vegas is fucking desert, desert. But and so is Phoenix, but it's kind of more – I don't know. Uh, but the golf courses in, in Nevada, especially the ones out in Mesquite, you, I mean, you cut right through all the rock and – it's just a massive field of brown and then green is laid in the middle of it and they grow grass and have a golf course. It's pretty cool. Well, the, the talk outside of golf this week, read NHL season starting soon. Get rid of that penguins banner before you, the Seattle Kraken. They're in the NHL. Hey, is that, I'm so pumped, dude. Like the jerseys look say, sweet. Yeah, they look sweet. And Seattle, the Kraken's 
second game ever. Maybe, yeah, second game ever. They start out on, a, I want to say, a six-game road stretch, maybe a five-game road stretch because the, uh, the rink isn't quite ready yet. It's got to oh, be really? ready like, yeah, like three or four weeks, I think. Or what, like, but the second game of the season, where are they playing, Zach? I'm guessing Pittsburgh. They're playing in Columbus. Or Columbus, one of the two. They're playing in fucking Columbus, dude. So we're going to get some, hopefully some box, uh, box tickets through some um, work friends and family friends of ours and whatnot. And, uh, that would be sick. I have some seats for, some, for a cracking game, dude. It would be sick. That would be sick, yeah. I, 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 I just want them, I want them to have half the season that, that uh, Vegas had when they first came out. Yeah, I feel like they're going to be pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean they've got a couple, couple pretty good big names, but for the most part, they're just, they're just they look solid. Like they look, they're gonna like, like they're Vegas. Gonna win a lot of, Vegas didn't lot, have big names, right? Yeah, it looks like they're gonna win a lot of be in a lot of hard fought close one goal games. Is my my kind of feel on it. Yeah. So. Well, with that, that's how we're gonna wrap it up this week. A bit of a short week, but we had the great interview with Austin. I feel like. That was a good one. That was a good one. We got some good insight from one of the better guys out there on tour. I mean, is there any – there's not many many better to have insight, uh, at least as of recent. I mean, Xander in the in the Ryder Cup and Xander in the – I mean, he had a good FedEx Cup too, you know. Uh, dude, Austin Kaiser was special tonight, and thank you guys for listening. We, uh, we always appreciate it. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.